0: You you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream. You can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. Great. So right now I am here with the Odd Brothers. That's Parker Rollins and Will Cowser. And we are here to talk about their new short film, The Crimson Bounder, which uh, coincidentally is uh, has been released on YouTube today. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on the Salt Lector podcast.
1: It's so gosh. good to be here.
0: Absolutely. So um, I was talking to Parker before before recording about uh, the film itself, and I'm really excited to get some Utah filmmakers uh, and writers on, on the show. Um, I think sometimes you know you 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 talk to people who aren't from here and you say you're from utah there's definitely some stereotypes that get thrown around and you know not that they're not all untrue but definitely it's a more complex um place there's a lot of cool art happening here um in the valley and i just would love people to be uh, more aware of that outside of of salt lake and um the rest of utah so yeah so thanks for being on let's talk about the crimson bounder short film um maybe you guys Could tell me a bit about like the genesis of the film, uh, how you two hooked up as um, creative partners um, and what brought us here today.
1: Yeah, I think those two things are actually like super related. It's the Crimson Bounder and the whole Odd Bros kind of team up are both all about for us, this really deep love for genre film, for maybe an older style of, of very movie-y kind of movies. That's like that's the word we like to use of like there's movies and there's films and we love them both so much, but it's really fun to make movies of like, let's let's swashbuckle, let's get swords, let's get boots, let's get gloves, let's go crazy. Uh and the two of us met doing uh theater in our undergraduate uh, at Southern Utah University. And we were both in this theater world and kind of realized very early on that we had this shared love for the same kind of movies and the same kinds of projects. Uh, and at the time it, it wasn't Crimson Boundary. This, how long ago was this? Seven uh, years ago?
2: Since you and I met, yeah, seven.
1: Wow. Yeah, and we just kind of realized like, oh, that's a person who wants to make the stuff that I want to make. And we're theater students uh, with no idea how to do film or what film really is, other than the movies we like to watch uh, and have just kind of been figuring it out together for a long time. And The Crimson Bounder was a huge, I think, culmination of all of that. It was the first one that we officially directed together as the Odd Brothers, uh, which is like, as a title, a reference to the actual room, the auditorium that we like met in uh, and did our silly little acting one classes in uh and you know a fun little play on words i guess parker i think can speak a little bit more to the genesis of the crimson bounder itself as like as a film and a concept
2: yeah yeah so uh we'll kind of covered all the bases about just kind of how we met and the shared interests that we both had and um that Kind of carried over as well to the stuff that we've been doing recently. Um, after undergrad, I came to the University of Utah for the the grad program, the Master of Fine Arts, um, and started doing that. And I did it for a year, and I just tell Will every day, I was like, You, you gotta come and do this. Like it's it's a ton of fun, it's super affordable, like it's it's great. Like we, you know, we gotta go to film school finally. And so I talked him into coming. And uh so while we were both here, we were just talking a ton about. Obstensibly, we've just done everything together since we met like we've been directing things together for about seven years now but we haven't really called it that it's mostly whoever comes up with the idea is the director and then the other one takes the producer role but then we both are doing the exact same job anyway and uh when he came up here I just sat down with him I said we should probably just like make this official right like we should put a name on it at this point um and so we did and when we were talking about okay like what is going to be the first one that we do officially under the title like directing together and as the odd brothers um so much of like film wisdom that you hear in film school is like write what you know write what you have access to and i think that's great and you know even earlier last year we had done probably four or five of those write what you know and had done stuff that was a lot more attainable and achievable and we were just sitting down talking about what we wanted to do. And I think we both just asked each other, like, well, if we could do anything, what would we want to do? Like, you know, if if we could just write whatever and make whatever and figure out how to make it, what do we want to do? And something that we both love when Will was talking about genre filmmaking, one of those genres that we both have just adored is swashbuckler films, Uh, you know, stuff like the Princess Bride or the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, or even things like Star Wars, like, we both, that was a big kind of overlap of our Venn diagrams of interests. And so we looked at that and said, well, could, could be fun to maybe challenge ourselves that way. Um, and, and the moment of deciding that introduced a thousand new hurdles that we had to overcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one thing that I liked about it, is, it, so it takes a classic genre, uses the tropes, but it has like a definitely, I don't want to spoil the film for anyone um, because now it's available. So go watch it, everybody. But um, it takes those tropes and it takes, it takes like a new spin on it, something that you wouldn't see typically, which, it, which is very cool. Um, so I guess I, I just would like to ask you about the writing process itself. Um, I know some, some filmmakers, especially with short films, that everything is meticulously laid out. Um, others, I, I suppose this would be a challenge, you know, with all the, the period piece and, the, and then the, the sword fighting the fencing um was was some of the improvised uh, or was it all as far as the dialogue goes pretty well mapped out beforehand
1: i think this was our most well mapped out thing we've ever done we've definitely very happily leaned into the like you know we we have the idea we have a location we have a day we let's go get what we can get um but i i think the crimson boundary as you see it that is the closest finished project to a screenplay that, that we've ever put out, and all of that I think is the period elements. It's the fight. Uh, it's a diff- it's a dialect. It's all the. It's a very like complicated, funky location. Uh, we were like up in a mountain. It was freezing. Uh, it looks like it's a kind of a cozy interior. Like it's it was not what I would call an interior location. It just looked like that. So our lights are getting snowed on and uh, our actors as well. Yeah, you see their breath, Ivy. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, it, it turned parts. out like really cinematic, <laughs> but that's not the thing you ever want to like say to an actor of like, oh, I'm so glad you're freezing right now. It looks amazing. Um, we blew out the power, I think four times just with all the space heaters we had plugged in. Uh, but w- with all of those things, and also the first project where we had raised an okay amount of money to actually produce it and pay everyone involved we wanted to we wanted this film to be an exercise in uh how how meticulous can we be in our planning in our shooting uh in our rehearsing we did a month a month and a half of rehearsals with a fight uh choreographer who was really fantastic teak uh, out in Atlanta, who zoomed in for a lot of our calls out here and then came out to make sure no one got stabbed on the day of. It's uh, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. Nobody did. I, no we didn't died. have a single, I'm very happy to not have a sword anecdote to tell you here on this
0: podcast. Oh, that's great. Um, I, okay, so I, get, I guess I should ask. I That's one thing I thought. There's a few things that stood out to me. I thought it was... I mean, I'm impressed that this is your first like um, short film, as far as something that you you know you've put out there. You said you've done stuff before, but this is like on a like the professional level. the The cinematography is awesome. That's one thing that I loved um, quite a bit. the The fighting seemed uh, se- seamless. You know, sometimes you see with a, with a short films, but you know, the fighting can seem like not natural. But it felt very natural to me. Uh, the acting was great. Um, a- Ashlyn Anderson is that who? Okay, so Ashlyn Anderson, incredible, the um, best, the best. In, so, great. and I just love seeing, you know, um, Ashlyn fighting the big, <laughs> the big dude. It just was, it was great. So all three people in the film, um, outstanding acting. So maybe you could chat a bit about um, the talent that you were able to secure for this project.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were really fortunate to work with so many amazing people, um, both, you know, behind the scenes and in front of the camera, like you're talking about with the cinematography. I mean, uh, JJ Hewton is amazing. He's our been a go-to guy we've collaborated a lot with. He's really great. Uh, Mitchell Richmond um, hit the art direction out of the park. Like that room looked completely different before we got there. And then he rolls in with his giant whiskey barrels and his canvas cloths and hides all the electrical outlets and makes it look really period and, you know, atmospheric. Um, but specifically like in front of the camera, we, it was really important to us when we were writing it was trying to think of like, well, who do we get for these parts? And like, who do we get um, to do this? Cause it is not only are they doing the job that you usually have to be doing, which is acting. And I think all, all four of the people involved are doing really phenomenal work even, Max Coons, who is only really there to sneer and then be the the bait for uh, Ashlyn to kill off very quickly, um, I think everybody really brought their A game. And a big thing for us was when we were writing it, it was important to us that we we're like, well, we've written a, a queer swashbuckler. And it was important to us that the people we cast represented that. And so that was... It kind of narrowed our casting pool a little bit, especially in Utah, to put out a call and say, hey, we need somebody who has a fighting experience, who is part of the queer community, and that's important to us. And we were beyond blessed to find Ashlyn and Kate in both of those roles. Um, we had Josh Bone uh, playing, you know, our great, great villain that he does so well. Um, and he we, we'd done... Fighting, like Will had said, for about a month and a half, um, just like every Sunday, we'd get together with Ashlyn and Josh and Teak would be on uh, Zoom and would just be trying to coach people along um, as best she could. And they'd been you know, watching the rehearsal footage before. But there was one time where we were nearing principal photography and we all sat down as a cast and directors and we did a read through and we hadn't done that yet. And just all of the acting choices everybody was making was just pitch perfect. like we we've been so focused in on the fighting that we've kind of forgotten about all the performances. And so taking the time to do that and realizing, oh, we we actually cast really good actors too. <laughs> that's that's great. So they I think all of them did a phenomenal job. Um, and we're very, very pleased with how it turned out,
1: yeah. and you just you talk about like an interesting time in filmmaking for Utah where I, I, it really feels like in the last couple of years, um, it's, it's been a great industry here for a long time, but it, it feels like it's really becoming something else right now. And to have just like fully local talent from everyone on all ends of the, of the production of people who have like really great professional experience. And it shows like Ash, uh, had fighting experience cause they just shot like a star Wars feature length fan film out here that had like a cool like it looks really great looks really fantastic um and just finding all the right people right here exactly what we were hoping we could find uh was this other like really reaffirming part of the crimson bounder of uh you, you, like the all the people who were involved in it talk about that as well of like man this feels like we don't need to go other places we don't need to go anywhere else to to build the kind of art to do the kind of film that we want to do which is really really exciting both of us like being from utah it's 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 really thrilling to know i don't know i think the two of us seven years ago said like hey this kind of talent this kind of people this kind of group with professional experience, you're going to, you're going to find them, you know, 10 minutes from where you grew up is a really great feeling.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, um, I think back to like, you know, there's all over the country that there's stuff like this happening, um but it, you know, for a long time, it's just like LA, New York. That's kind of like, that's kind of it. And there's nothing wrong with going. There. I have tons of friends that have left Utah to go there, but it is cool. It's kind of like what like Richard Linklater and Robert Rodriguez helped start in, um, in Austin and in, in the sure. early, early nineties. So um, I would love to see Utah um, kind of get to that level. And it sounds like just from, you know, the stuff I'm seeing online and now talking to you guys, uh, very cool that that a lot of this is like kind of happening here and it's, it's coming and it's self-sustained so yeah very cool um let's see what well, i had one more thing i was going to ask you guys oh so i just read a book wh- whether people like the their got their films or not but the Less brothers put out uh, a, a pretty it's a funny book it's a great book on filmmaking and it was just uh talking about how like start like how does someone even start you know And it just talking to you guys reminded me of that, some of the elements of what was brought up in the book, um, where they just started making short film after short film using friends and then slowly getting to the point where they could hire people and just like constantly making short films. And then, you know, they keep going from there. So um, I know this film just came out today for the the mass audiences, but I am really curious um, if there are plans for something in the future that we can look forward to.
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's the goal. That's, you know, everything that we've been working towards is the the short films are the baby steps to be doing more. And that's kind of what we're planning on doing is I'm wrapping up my time in the grad program uh, this semester. I finish in December and then Will's right behind me. And once we're both done, I think we're just going to hit the ground running and just start pitching stuff. We've have almost three feature film scripts written between the two of us with like another three in the pipeline and planned out. And so I think between now and when that happens, it's just going to be writing a lot more stuff and making more short films and building out a portfolio. But that is definitely the direction that we'd like to head as the odd brothers is, you know, uh, writer, director, duo for feature length films. That's, that's the dream. That's the plan.
1: Yeah. And it, that community that just that we've been talking about uh, it everyone said like every filmmaker who I think is going to give you valuable advice sounds like they say the same thing of just like make as many films as you can that's the only thing you need to worry about make films and get people to watch them it's like that's the important part I guess and there's this whole Utah community feels like is watching all of everybody's work mm-hmm. as well which is you may be equally as important as helping people make their stuff like we really appreciate you checking it out and that's that's what makes it all better we've got parker just finished his thesis film uh and we're really excited to submit that around to the next round of festivals and get people to watch that super funky it's even more genre than this one i think leaning kind of fantasy with you know shooting on 16 millimeter film and building building scary puppets and it's, it's going <laughs> to awesome. get weird. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. But just finding those next steps are, are the goal for us. Uh, you know, with these shorts is we, we want to make a feature essentially as as soon as we can. And short films are the best thing because you learn really quick that you just need to make them and you just need to get them out there and and you let go of so much of the fear and the anxiety of creating your perfect little masterpiece film, uh, that you actually end up just making more films that are better than if you spent, you know, we, we worked really hard on this one and meticulously, but it, it was also just, we knew the goals that we wanted to achieve the things that we wanted to hit. Can we add sword fighting? Can we add this level of production design and also can we get this made in the next year and shared and distributed? Uh, all of those things have just been really fantastic, and they kind of teach us our ethos moving forward with that feature in mind. Of like let's write a script that we know. let's let's we know how to make it. We know people that we can, you know get involved, and let's just let's just go and do it and feel really great about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's been one of those things that like that's kind of a, an MO that's rising up, risen up out of our experience of making so many is just we've kind of landed on a lot of things that have kind of spoke to us as filmmakers, but also spoken to us as directors and producers on a technical side of I think there can often be uh a certain mentality that goes around with indie filmmakers of, well, you do whatever you have to do to get the shot. Like we're going to sit here and we're going to take 12 hours to get the one shot that will make the movie. And we've just learned, you can't be precious that way. Like it's so much more important to get a bulk of work out, you know, quantity over quality in that way of you have to, it's, it's the same thing that people say about writing where, you know, and drawing, like you've, you've got, 100,000 bad drawings inside you and you need to get them out before you're going to get to anything good. I think the same thing applies to filmmaking. Um, And we're really proud of the stuff we've made. And we're very happy with, especially Crimson Bounder, I think. I I just watched it again today after like six months. I haven't touched it since it's been released because I think it's good to just have some distance from it. I I rewatched it today in preparation for this. And I'm really, really pleased with how all of it turned out. And I think something else that I'm really happy with was while I was watching it, there was never moments where I was like, oh, well, we we forced the actor to do that or we made everybody stay another four hours to get that shot. Like I could look at it and artistically be really happy with it, but also just from like my own ethical production standpoint, be like, well, we didn't take advantage of anybody to do this and we didn't make anybody suffer trying to yeah. make the art happen.
1: That's something that we we talk about a lot, just kind of building a, a mission statement more or less of the two of us as, as co-directors of like, we're so much more proud of our sets than we are of our films and we love our films. We're very proud of the Crimson Bounder, but like, there are shots that I could tell you, I could sit down with you. and We could watch the Crimson Bounder. I could tell you, we didn't get the shot that we wanted right here to right. make these two work better. And hopefully you wouldn't notice those mm-hmm. things too much. Um, but that feels so much better than like, the people who worked on this film, they're share we, you know, we we released it today and they're sharing it and they're excited about it and they feel great about it. And we both know how, how very easy it is being on both sides of this to make a film, especially like a student short film, and it comes out and you're just like, oh, I, I don't want to watch this. That was the worst like three days of my life. Like this was, you know, 18 hours and laying down in the snow with no food. Um, and like that happens, and it kind of has to happen in the in the short film world, but it's something that I think we we care about maybe even more than how it turns out, which has been a great feeling of like you know what we're just we're gonna wrap at five p m like we said, and i I think everyone involved has been a lot happier with that,
0: yeah, I think um I mean, it's such a collaborative process, so you have to um you have to balance everything you know you you want to um you know building good relationships with with different people that you know that opens up so many more doors and it gives you good reputation so having the balance and then the viewer you know I, I watch it i think it's great i don't i don't notice anything um that that stands like oh that shot should have been like that like no like i loved it it was great so um i love that i think that's such a balanced approach to filmmaking and such a, like a, like you said, ethical <laughs> approach. To just, it just always
1: works out. Like yeah. no matter what shots you end up getting, I think it just, it, you always end up having the film, a film that you could be happy with. So,
2: and I think people's work is better. I, I genuinely think everybody's work is better when they are taken care of and well-rested and feel like their time is valued. Mm-hmm. And so not only is like, we'll saying, like, us being prouder of our sets than we are of our movies, like the the set environment that we create. I think it also just improves the movies tenfold. I think everybody is gonna be performing better if they've had lunch for the day and weren't there for 18 hours the day before and had to come back again. So I think not only does it improve working relationships, I I think it helps the art too. I think the films are stronger for it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is like a theater mentality or if this is something that's just changed, but I, I think there's kind of two understandings of what a director's job is on a film. And it's like, is, it, is the director's job to be the person who sits there at the premiere and like answers the questions and it's like, behold my film that I will now share with you at The World or is the director's job something that happens on the set while you're shooting and, you know, through the edit and then kind of stops after post-production, which is maybe a very like theatrical idea. The day that your your play opens as a director, your job's done. And if you say a word to any of the actors during the, like, the run, you're a terrible director. You're like, <laughs> that's just such bad taste. And I, and I think we brought a little bit of that in of like, our job is to be there on the day and make this what people need it to be, to be very proud of what they're doing, when it comes out in six months, when it's their work that is actually on display and not either of us. Um, Yeah.
0: I love that. Okay, so the Crimson Bounder, um, where can everybody see this? I'm gonna put links to it everywhere, but for those listening um, and don't have their computer handy, where can we see the Crimson Bounder?
2: Uh, you can find it online, just on YouTube. Um, I'll make sure that you get the link, but if you just do a quick YouTube search for the Crimson Bounder, or if you look for uh, my personal YouTube account, Parker Rollins, you should find it listed right there.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for taking the time, um, Parker Will. We, um, we're looking forward to to more work from you guys. This was great. Um, so nice connecting with uh, Utah-based filmmakers. Um, very excited to see what comes next. Um, yeah, everybody, the Crimson Bounder, please check it out. Uh, thank, thank you so you much, much for guys. Thanks, fam. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, take care.